Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new fun beverage. Fun beverage. And I'm so excited for this episode. Finally. Every time we say this. I know, but it's it's the God honest This truth. one, you guys, <laughs> has been in the works. We are talking car maintenance 101 with an expert, yes. Joanna Bergen. Yes. We're very excited. We've been trying to track down a female car mechanic for a while. We've okay. had many. We've actually had a lot. We've had a lot booked. Booked, <laughs> ready to go, and uh, fall out of the last minute. Yeah. But we are so excited to have her on because we're going to be talking to her about why women are often not taught how to take care of our cars, the basics of car maintenance that everyone should know, and how to not get taken advantage of at the auto shop. Because I never know what what do I actually need, what do I don't I need. I never know. And I, I feel like I'm being bamboozled every time. Yeah. I, and I feel like I need Joe with me. And I, I want to be an independent woman. Me too. And you guys know that you can always write into the show with an episode suggestion at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Or you can write in for advice for our solicited advice segment. Feel free to um, hit your girlies up. We just got one. Oh, we did? Yeah. So I'm thinking we're going to have to do a... It was a good one, too. Oh, whoa. So maybe send some in if you've got any. Yeah, We might need guys. to prioritize that little ep- a new little advice episode because you guys tend to really like those. Yeah, you guys. And then at the end of the episode, we're doing Unpopular, Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Which is so fun. Yes. Natalie, what are you drinking? <gasps> well, it is. Er- so Joanna is in Dubai. Oh, yeah. She's in Dubai. So this is an earlier recording time We us. usually, we, we like an afternoon recording because we got to wake up. All I've had today is a banana. So who Same. knows? Oh, and it's coffee. So I so, got a coffee. Yeah. I got I'm going to be on 6,000. <laughs> I brought an oat milk mocha nitro cold brew coffee from Rise Brewing Co. It's organic. Well, oh, nitrate infused means extra caffeine, I think. Holy shit, Natalie. Well, here we fucking basically go. on an empty stomach, <laughs> too. Because, oh, is it gonna explode? That was crazy. Never no. forget the last time I shook up, it was a coffee. That yeah, exploded. You shook up a canned drink and then yes. it exploded, and you thought that it wouldn't explode. Yes, because I was used to like the double shot, whatever they are. Now I'm afraid. Is it gonna. I think it might be the Is that night- like a sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the night nitro part of it. Oh, maybe. Yeah, this might throw me into a full tilt extreme. <laughs> oh. Now, I have a pitch mm. for Ooh. our listeners. Yeah. Okay, so you know, guys, we do our little intro, and yeah. it's the same thing. My pitch is to remove millennials out of it. Because at one point, that was kind of a cool thing. And now I'm like, uh-oh. Should was we- it ever cool? When, when we were, you know, youths, um, we're like best friends, confidants. I mean, why am I saying my age like that? I, I just know. turned 29, you guys. Maybe I'm panicking Maybe about you're panicking. It. I'm like, whew. I don't Should feel... I say Gen Z adjacent? <laughs> Gen Z adjacent. I don't know. I feel like I don't have the fear of the being a millennial because I don't feel like you don't a chuggy millennial. You... Oh, yeah, yeah. And I also don't feel like, uh, I don't know. The older I get, it's like I feel younger almost. In a sense. Oh, wow. I, wish I don't know that if that makes me. any sense. No, I wish. Yeah. 
I actually younger. have gotten younger. I've, I did some chuggy things in the past, one of which being when I lived with roommates, <laughs> I loved little inspirational, like, art. Tchotchkes. Oh, uh-huh. And in our bathroom, our shared bathroom, I would put this one thing that said, like, literally, I'm not kidding, live, laugh, love. Oh. Like a little Trotsky <laughs> up in the bathroom. And every week, my roommate would take it down, and then I'd put it back up. Live, and, it was laugh, this, and she was like, I, this really isn't my style, Corinne. I'm like, this is mine. I'm living, and I'm laughing, and I'm loving. Was this Jesse? No, no, this was oh. Megan. And then I also had a sign for a while that was like dance like no one's watching. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So that and I, I think I've reverse tubed myself. Yeah, I do believe. But this is the maybe that's what I mean in like I feel like I'm getting <laughs> younger is that I feel like I'm getting like I just give a fuck a lot less. Mm. So I don't know. So it feels like carefree. Carefree. In okay. a young way. But I do think that when you're younger, you just, you care a lot more. We were talking about this. Oh, we were talking about this yeah. at my birthday dinner. Yeah. Yeah. How it's just like, the older you get, the less you care. And that feels nice. So you feel proud to say millennial. I don't feel proud about it. I guess I feel, I just don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just don't care. Natalie truly doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but hey, we can take it out. No, 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 no. That's my own insecurity. Let me embrace it. Oh, hey. You know what, what might be fun? is listeners write in what you think we should say. Like, if you think what we should is, add anything else what's our, Yeah, what, should we add a little razzle-dazzle to the intro? Yeah, we're best Maybe friends. I'm just bored of it. Maybe we're bored of it. Maybe we change it up. Because we are, we've been doing this for three, three years? Don't say three, Natalie. Don't say two years. Three, two. Well, we started August 2020. So it'll be three in August. So two and a half? Shit. Oh yeah, we got some um we got a review. <gasps> Let's read it. Okay, I'm gonna read it really quick. Someone said, like, thanks for doing this for the last two and a half years. I said, Well, what the fuck are you talking about? We we've been doing this for six months. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, okay, so actually we have some reviews. Ooh. We'll read it. This one says, Obsessed with this show. I always love the episodes you put out. And the recycling episode is my favorite so far. Thank you. We I'm, knew we had a good one with that. That was a great one. <laughs> I'm now looking at all my plastics, making sure they are one through three, crying <gasps> laughing face. Also, I don't know if you have yet, but I'd love for you guys to try Olipop as your next beverage of the week. Such a great tonic water. All right. I can get us some Olipop. And then I have another one. This one says obsessed. Wait, who was the first one? Does it say their name? Oh, we'll oh shout that, them out. That was from... Ooh, Taikia. Ooh, Taikia. Okay. And this one is from Pink Beach Bum. Love it. It says, obsessed. It said, I stumbled across, am I doing this right, while listening to Corinne's episode on Jay Shetty's podcast on purpose and like what she had to say, so I decided to check it out. I've become obsessed. <gasps> I've learned so much from their show that I even learned how much I didn't know. It's like hanging out with two of your girlfriends while you learn a thing or two, plus Natalie's laugh. Okay, fire, crying, laughing. I love it. When I am in a meh mood, it always makes me smile or downright bust into giggles myself. Oh, that's so nice. You ladies are exceptional. Keep doing what y'all are doing. You on it, queens. Oh, my God. Pink Beach Bomb. Pink Beach Bomb. We, we love stand you. you. We stand we you. We love you. And hopefully this is another winner episode. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's just get into this real quick here. Yes. Because 
we've all been in that real awkward situation at the auto shop where we're pretty much 100% sure that we're being conned into paying more for something that we probably don't need. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we always say on this show, knowledge is power. And we want Especially to f- in this situation. Oh, my God, yes. And we want to feel powerful and informed about our cars, especially since they're something we use. I mean, if you live in L.A., you're, you're using that thing you, every you day. You live in your car. You're in your car all the time. Yeah, so let's introduce Joanna, our expert. Our expert. So Joanna is a mechanical engineer who is very enthusiastic to build awareness and empower women in automotive through education and training because she strongly believes that women with confidence have no limits to what they can be or achieve in life. We have that in common. Period. She's the founder of the Girls Mechanic Team, which is a Toronto-based group of girls committed to breaking social norms and helping other women do the same by providing fun, hands-on workshops on the basics of car maintenance. So that's like oil changes. Oh, this is what I need. Fluid refills, etc. And to further spread awareness about her initiative, Joanna appeared on CP24, CTV, Omni TV, and partnered with multiple universities to bring more women into this skilled trades industry. I for her. You know what? They should have a class at school, like in college. It's the same. No, they should do it in high school. They should do it in high school. It's when you learn how to write a check, all that stuff. This is stuff we actually need to do every day. Not every we just day, need to but send like them on our, our podcast in high school. Yes. every hi- If you know a high schooler, send her this. Or someone who's about to get their driver's license. Yes. Also, do you know they don't do driver's ed in school anymore? We didn't have driver's ed in school. Oh. They don't. Well, they used to have it in school. Oh, really? Yeah. I had to go to some place. I had to go to some place because I was old. What? I was. Because <laughs> I was a December baby. So oh. I was like ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. So I either had to wait until the spring quarter or whatever when they did it to get my permit or license, or I could go to a special school beforehand. So that's what I did because I was like, I'm getting my license the minute. Oh, I, I got mine the day. The I day 16. I turned 16. Yeah. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here <laughs> and into my car. What was your first car? My first car that I drove was my mom's black Jetta. But right about the time I got my actual license, so that's like when I had my permit, the Jetta kicked the dust, kicked the bucket, I guess. And then I started driving my dad's truck, which was a Toyota Tacoma. Hey. And uh, I cried one time in a parking lot because it had no turning radius. (laughs) (laughs) But hey. It'd be like that. It, It really do be like that sometimes. Well, let's bring on Joanna. Let's bring on Joanna. Hello, Joanna. Hello, guys. How are you? We're We're great. great. We are so excited to have you on. We were talking at the top of the episode that this topic has been something we've wanted to talk about for so long. We've wanted to find someone like you who's a woman who wants to empower women with this knowledge because... I don't know anything about my car. <laughs> Nobody tells us any no of this stuff. No one teaches you this, you know, and I think men are taught about their cars and how to take care of them and all this stuff, and women yeah. aren't. And so we are such big fans of what you do and the work Thank that you, you do. And I'm curious, how did you first get interested in engineering and mechanics? 
obviously it's normally a more male dominated field. So what sparked your interest? First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be here and talk more about this topic because not a lot of people care enough to talk about it. And I'm happy to hear that you both want to learn the basics. I mean, I was at a point where I knew nothing as well. So <laughs> okay, good. that's totally okay. I got into mechanical engineering because let's start from the beginning. I come from a Middle Eastern culture. And to us, it's like, you don't really have many options. You either go in engineering, business, law, or medicine. And all I knew since I was a kid is I liked hands-on work. Like my father would always call me over to fix the TV with him. And I think that kind of grew my love for fixing things and getting to know how things work. And I remember going through all the engineering fields in courses and I was like, I don't like any of this. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like I had no options. I didn't know that HR isn't, like, I didn't know any other fields were an option besides what we were, what my parents were okay with and our culture was. But I knew that mechanical was the only one that would have some sort of hands-on aspect to it along the way. So that's originally how I got into it. And um, the mechanics part of it sort of came in midway as I'm studying in my degree. And then how did you begin to learn about cars in particular and how to maintain them? Yes, that's an interesting story. Actually, um, it was around summertime. I had a flat tire myself and we live in Canada. So I lived in Canada at the time. So it was so cold. It was freezing. And um, I was panicking because I didn't know how to change a tire. Mm. It was really flat and I didn't really have a mechanic close by, but I was able to get to a place safely. And when I was watching him fix my tire in my head, all I could think about, like, I can do this if I just knew what to do. Mm. Um, and he ended up charging me a lot. And in my opinion, I didn't know if I was getting scammed or not, but I just needed the help. So I paid it. And I just felt so helpless towards my car. And I hated that feeling. Like when you feel you don't have control of what you're driving or you don't, you're not familiar with it. And it happened to be the same summer. I was actually going to car shows and different events like that. And through my mechanic, I actually asked him to teach me how to do an oil change. That was the first thing I've ever learned. Good for oh you. My God. I, would I love never, that. I would never think to ask somebody to yeah, I When you think of an oil change, you think it's so complicated. But when you actually get to do it, which is why I teach that in my workshops, it's not for you to do your own oil changes. It's for you to understand that something that sounds so complicated is actually so easy. To me, doing an oil change is easier than changing a tire. <laughs> yeah, but that seems, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that seems very complicated. <laughs> so from there, I, I loved it. I, I thought I wanted to learn more. And I had a problem with my, uh, some, they're called spark plugs. And my uh, mechanic said, here are the parts. Go on YouTube and learn how to fix it. So that's like that was the first job I've ever done on my car. <laughs> wow, and it worked. Yes, it did. It was not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, good for you. I think, yeah, that would scare me. Spark plug sounds like something that would electrocute <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Again, like people don't understand that some maintenance that you can do yourself, you just have to have the right equipment and the education to be able to do it, which is really what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. yeah. And so all of this kind of inspired you to start your company, your initiative, Girls mechanics team. And yeah. how have you seen that work help the women in your community? Honestly, so much. I've met so many incredible women. I've heard so many amazing stories. 
some of them, including women that have lost their husbands, which used to take care mm. of the stuff. And they said to me, ever since I've lost my partner, I have been so lost with my car and I just want to learn the basics and just to get to know at least what's going on. So when she approaches the mechanic, she's not getting scammed and she's not getting, she's more familiar with the problem. So it's just been so rewarding to hear the different stories that brought each woman to the workshop. You know, everyone, each woman had a unique story, yet they all had the same common thing in mind, which is wanting to be educated independent and feel more powerful when it came to their vehicle and they all had that in common it takes a lot to to go to a workshop like that yeah 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 so for the women that come to you that really are brand new to anything car related yeah. which is probably most of us you know honestly <laughs> what are some basic car maintenance practices that you think everybody should know firsthand how to do themselves Okay, you'll be surprised. I don't know if you guys know what recalls are. Have you ever? Yes. yes. Sometimes okay. I get, yeah, you get yeah. it in the mail. They tell you of a recall. Yes. So I myself was one of those people that didn't know what recalls are. And that's such a basic thing that I've also heard a lot of the women that attended my workshops didn't know what it is. Wow. Um, so I know. And it's basically faults that occur from the manufacturer after you've purchased the vehicle. So you get to take it back to the dealership and they'll fix it for you for free. A lot of the maintenance stuff that you should be aware of is checking the fluids regularly, knowing how to top off your oil, how to top off the windshield wiper fluids, how to change the windshield wipers themselves. And if you get any dashboard symbols that you basically have an idea of what each symbol means, what's serious, what's not so serious. If you're stuck on the road and let's say your engine is overheating, you know what the safety procedures are to take so that you're not just stopping in the middle of the road, which is unsafe for you. And it's happened so many times. And especially with a flat tire, just at least have the basic idea of how to stop, where to stop, what to do when you have such a scenario and who to call because a lot of people don't know who else to call. So always have an emergency number in hand so that you're not stuck with no help. <laughs> Would you recommend, I'm sure you do, having like a cheat sheet in your car of like, if this happens, so, these are the steps you should take? Yeah. I actually used to give my workshop attendees a to-go home sheet, basically summary of what I did. It included how to jumpstart your car, a summary of the main dashboard symbols, and if they pop up, what to do. So yes, I definitely recommend that. I've even given them little notebooks. So you can even write your own notes in them just to keep it close by. And if anything happens, you have access to that easily. So I, hi I highly recommend that for sure. And I'm curious. Okay, so you talked about the lights on the dashboard. Which light is the one that like <laughs> you really need to take it in? Which one can you put yeah. off a little bit yeah. longer? Which ones can you kind of do yourself? And which ones are you like, take that <laughs> yeah, in What's the now? number one? Like if you see this, you have to take your car in. So you got to take it. Okay, let me start with the basics here. So there's different colors to dashboard symbols. Um, you've got the basic blue or green color. That means something is activated. So if your high beam lights are on, that just right. gives you a general idea of something is just on or activated. If the light is orange, it's more like something needs to get serviced or checked. So usually when you need an oil change, an oil dashboard symbol will pop up in orange. If your tire pressure is low, that will pop up in orange too. So that's something that you should basically take care of as a service or 
what I would say is more urgent is something in red, which most of the time would be the engine check light. Uh, uh, again, none of these symbols, like if an engine check light or if your tire pressure is low, I wouldn't say wait on any of these. Right. You're like, um, get them oh, all clicked, <laughs> right. right? Orange, um, red, but, get it checked immediately yes. as soon as you can. <laughs> I mean, preferably, yes. And and what you can also do is have something called like an onboard diagnostic tool, uh, something called an OBD scanner, a, a company like Fixed I worked with. They were really good. They have They connect to an application on your phone. So what you do is you plug it into a specific spot where it should be plugged into, and it basically reads whatever problems you have on the dashboard. And it'll tell you if it's super serious, just oh. a basic idea of what that problem is. Wow. And it's not expensive at all. Like it's something that you can always just leave in the car. And also it will download your maintenance schedule, which we can talk about in a bit um, for you. So it'll remind you of what maintenance you need to get done on your car. Oh my, I've our mouths are hanging open right now. <laughs> I've never even heard so, of that. So say it again. It's yes. called Fixed? Yeah, F-I-X-D. F-I-X-D. It's an OBD, onboard diagnostic tool. And it's okay. it's a plug-in. So it's the same as what mechanics use when they go to check in with a problem with your car, except it's a bit less expensive, which means you don't get an accurate reading of what the problem is, but you still have a general idea if it's dangerous or if it's um, something that has to do with your engine or, your, you know, like it just at least filters down what the issue is. And when you take it to a mechanic, you sort of have a basic idea of where the problem is going to be, which you can use as a tool to test if the mechanic is being honest with you. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. going to ask <laughs> because, you know, if you go in and and you kind of have the idea and the mechanic is saying something yes. different, then, yeah, it's a little maybe shady. But what are some exactly. other maybe red flags that you would look out for when taking your car into the mechanic? I think the number one thing is being upselling. Or if they're stressing you out so much about you you can't drive the car, this problem is so serious, you can't take it anywhere. Things like that where they're really like threatening you with mm, your life when it comes tactics. to taking the car again. I would just take a moment and, and you know, if, especially if he, it's not visual. Like if he says you need a brake change and at least you can measure the brake pad thickness and you know anything below three, around three millimeters is unsafe to be driving with, then you know you need to get that changed. But if it's something that you are, it's not visible, then I would suggest you get a second opinion for that as well. And okay. With upselling, you don't need to do any fluid flushes unless it says on your maintenance it's time for it to get done. So that's why um, there's something called a maintenance schedule that comes with your owner owner's manual. And if you don't have that, you can Google it online, and I'm pretty sure you'll have access to it depending on your car model and year. And that gives you at each kilometer what services you need done on your vehicle. So it saves you the headache of having to listen to multiple opinions. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this, my mom has always said that I should read my car manual for like front yes. to back. And I am, and she's <laughs> always on me like, Corinne, have you read it? And I never do. Do you agree? Do you think everyone should read their car manual all the way through? I mean, I, I would skim it, read it all the way through. <laughs> Too much. I've done it myself. This is why I'm saying that. So I've actually learned, I used to drive a Toyota Venza and they had a, a side pocket, which I never even seen that has a coin holder. So each hole is specifically for like a quarter, <laughs> 10 cents. And I didn't know that it was like a coin holder. So I learned that from just reading the, the owner's manual. 
I learned uh, a lot of things like the rear view mirror actually has the speaker. So if you connect your phone and you're talking on the phone, your voice is actually coming through from the mic that's on the rear view mirror. So you get to learn things that are actually important to <laughs> what's located in your car, some features that you may have not known about. So um, I would have recommended skimming through it at least. That yeah. would be start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So maybe it, my mom's right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of features yes. in my car that I don't even know exist that yeah. I can do yes. because, <laughs> you know, I'm so used to, I just stick my phone in and listen to music. I always go I, on YouTube. Yeah, I, I will. Are you going on YouTube? Like if I notice something in my car too. where I'm like, yeah. what does that button do? Like, I don't even know what that is. You know, <laughs> um, I'll just go on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Search like what? Honestly, <laughs> YouTube and Google have just, they have so much knowledge and information now that you can find everything on there, which is why I say if you can't find it in your car, then you can find it online. And another thing with owner's manual, it'll tell you what type of oil that your car needs or brake fluid that your car needs. So if you ever need to top it off, those are locations that you can check to know exactly what kind of oil to top it off with. And again, you can find that online too, if you research the year and model of the car. But it's also there on the manuals if you have it. So wow. you you recommend doing our own oil changes? No, I mean, you don't have to go to that extent, but you should definitely no. know how to check. Yes, know the process to it. And, you know, I've even heard, I feel like this is worst case scenarios, but I've heard mechanics give the car back without actually changing the oil filter but just because they know that they're not going to be able to check, right? So being like standing where the mechanic is while he's doing the job is important. And if you're standing and you have no idea what an oil change is, then you're not going to know if he's doing the right procedure mm -hmm. or not. So the reason why I just showcase it is for you to know that there's two parts to it. You drain the oil, uh, you remove the oil filter, you put a new one in, and then you top off with the new oil. So again, this is why like you should know, but you you don't have to do it personally. It's whoever loves working on cars. It'd be like a good thing to do. And it saves you money in the long run. But um, what's important for you to know for sure, if you want to go to your car today, is learn where all the fluids are located under the hood, what type of oil your car requires, the viscosity level, the brake fluid as well. And uh, if you have a spare tire where it's located, and if you have the tools in case you need to change your tire, um, if they're in the back of the trunk, I always recommend you buy like an also like an air tire inflator. So in our gas stations, there's a, there's a, a station where you can put air yeah. in your tires. If yeah. you're too far from a gas station, what are you going to do? So having some a device like an air compressor, an air tire inflator, sorry, uh, would be a great tool just to have in your car. Yeah. Natalie used yeah. to... I won't yeah. even put air in my tire. Like, I'm at that <laughs> level. I take it to the tire shop if I have low air pressure because I'm just scared to even go there. But it would be empowering to be able to do. Natalie's yeah. done it before. I used to have to do it. I had a very problematic car in college car? that yeah. I had to inflate the tires all the time. All the time. Uh, <laughs> but It's honestly nice. I mean, again, if you don't like cars, these skills are just transferable to other aspects of your life. Like, you'll feel more confident that you can fix your own car so you feel more confident driving with it, doing other things as well on the side. Yeah, totally. I also have a question mm -hmm. about in regards to oil yeah. changes. I have seen such a stark difference in 
taking your car in to an oil change place and it's like 15 minutes and $20 and then taking it to the dealership, let's say if the oil Mm -hmm. light comes on and they want to charge you so much more and they say it's for all these different reasons. Is that true? Especially, I guess, um, with like luxury vehicles, they say it's all different. Is that a true statement? So it's different. Let's talk about non-luxury vehicles. So there's different kinds of oils. There's synthetic and there's regular oil that you put in. I think synthetic oil, the brands are the same, whether at a dealership or not, like an independent mechanic. There is no difference. Dealerships just charge more because they think they serve a much better standard in terms of service and they they take well care of the car while it's getting serviced. Whether it's true or not, I don't personally know. I don't have much experience with dealing with dealerships because I used to have my own mechanics that I trusted and knew well. So for things like oil changes, you don't have to do it at a dealership. The reason why they take luxury vehicles, it's because it's well taken care of. So you have lower risk of other parts getting damaged in the process of getting the oil change done, which is when you jack up the car, when you lift it up, they have to put it in the proper spots and they have to be gentle and put the right equipment on it, not to scratch the bottom of the car. So that's the only reason why people Mm -hmm. recommend taking high-end luxury vehicles to dealerships because of the, the type of service that you get there versus taking it to any mechanic. Okay, that makes sense. I hope sense. that answers the yeah, question. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> really helpful. Yeah, so it's not like two completely different scenarios. It's just the... No, as long as you're asking for synthetic oil, and you can even check the brand with them if you'd like, um, just to make sure it's a good brand, and you can do your own research with it. But at the end of the day, it's the same service that's getting done. And if you want, just stand there while he's getting it done, just to make sure that they're not just sort of half doing the job. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I have, a, I have a question for you. I've been sitting here thinking on, you don't have to answer yes. it if it goes against yes. your job, but are, is there a car brand that you find to be the most problematic um, or it just has a lot a lot more issues? You don't have to answer let it. Me, <laughs> no, let me tell you. So actually recently I looked at something called the GD Power Dependability survey that they do. So they take all car brands and they they basically measure how many problems per hundred car. And I know from my personal experience that Toyota is very reliable. Yeah. But I know that uh, Range Rover has a lot of problems. Yeah. Because uh-huh. if you look at the list, it's actually at the bottom of the list as well. So from uh-huh. talking to people and everything, from what I hear is Range Rover has a lot of problems. What's funny enough is for some reason, Tesla was in the bottom five of that list with the most problems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I hear a lot of like so, stories. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, again, there's cars where the maintenance is expensive, like German cars, BMW, Mercedes, whereas cars mm-hmm. like Toyota is a bit more financially okay to do the maintenance on it. Like it's a lot less than doing it on a German car. So yeah, you can check that list to see again from the top. But again, it's all the vehicles, not a specific, like it's, it's SUVs and regular sedans. It's not yeah. just a specific car. So, yeah. But it just gives you a general idea. And I would stick to anything below the industry average. Yeah. Yeah. And then would you mind repeating what that list was? It's called the JD Power Dependability List. Yeah. JD Power Dependent. Okay, we'll Ooh, link all this. Yeah, stuff we're gonna in link our, it in our show notes. In our show notes. <laughs> I'm also curious about like common when you were doing your classes, the common mistakes you you found people doing, 
in terms of taking care of their cars that you were like, oh, they're doing this wrong or they're not doing this enough? What are some like common mistakes you find? So the first and most common, and I guess that's everyone, not just in my workshop, is people tend to put off the problems in the car. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like your health problem. If you put it off, then you're just going to feel worse and worse and it's just going to make your whole body even worse. So as the faster you can get to a problem, the better it is for your own car and for other parts of your car. And the second thing is not knowing how to top off the oil because there's the oil dipstick and then there's the oil cap. And some women think that you can top it off from where the oil dipstick is, although it's so thin. Like it's just not knowing these basic things is probably a huge problem that should be basically taught when you even when you first get a car and I don't know if you know this in Europe I'm pretty sure it's in Europe uh, to get your license you have to do the show me and tell me so they actually do like a physical like show me where all the fluids are tell yeah, we me don't if have you're, to do that what, in in America they I should know. do that here everywhere it would, it would be smart <laughs> I know that's that's the whole thing and I said that to so many people in Canada because we don't have we didn't have the same system at all but wow. it would, it's very helpful. So you can do it. You can even look it up and just do it yourself if you have a car. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think one thing, you know, you were saying people putting things off. I'm guilty of this. When the maintenance <laughs> soon light comes on, yes. you know, sometimes <laughs> it says 50,000 miles or whatever, or it's a certain date. And same goes for yes. oil changes. You know, it says do this by a certain date or the mileage. Which one would you prioritize? So they usually say whatever comes first. But again, it also depends on how much you drive. If you have the car sitting and the date comes up first, then does it really make sense? Which is why you need to check your oil itself. Like just do an oil check. How is the viscosity? Does it look too dark? And if you don't drive a lot and it still looks okay, then you can maybe put it off a little bit. But if you're driving regularly and you have the service on, it's whatever comes first, basically. And you can also just check anyways to see how the status of the oil is in your car. Yeah. Wow. You are so (laughs) informative. I know. Um, I want to talk about your initiative, Girls Mechanics Team, and these like hands-on workshops that you've done. What other services or offerings do you have? And like, what are you up to right now? And like, how can our listeners engage with you? Awesome. So I started the Girls Mechanics Team in Canada, and I used to run those workshops in person. However, I recently moved to Dubai. And now I'm actually running these YouTube segments once a week on Motor 283. And I just recap automotive news of the week. I do it in Arabic, but there are English subtitles. And the whole point of it is even if you're not into the industry so much and you don't want to get into it, it's important to be aware of what are the news and what's happening. So it's a very quick, nice once a week video to watch just to get updated in the field. And um, they can also find my videos on Girls Mechanic Team and my own personal channel, Joanna Bergen. Okay. We're going to we're gonna watch those. Yes. And also, <laughs> we're going to link everything you're doing in our show notes for our listeners so they Thank can find you. you and they can engage with you because <laughs> you have so much knowledge. And I think what you're doing is really groundbreaking. There's not a lot of women that are in this field being so public facing and just giving this information you make it 
so easy. It's hard to talk to. Yeah, accessible. (laughs) It's hard to talk to men about this because you feel like they're talking down to you, but you're just talking to us, which is really great. So we really appreciate you. We appreciate your time. It's 11 p.m. where she is right now. (laughs) So you guys, she's doing us a huge favor. Thank you so Um, much. That's okay. Thank you. Makes me so happy to share my knowledge. And I'm happy that you guys are finding this helpful as well. And if you have any questions in the future, I'm here. So you can reach out to me anytime. I'll be happy to help anyone and you guys as well with any problems. <laughs> oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. You're so, so much. Sweet. Thank you. Well, get some rest. Yes. Have <laughs> yes. a good rest <laughs> of your night. Um, and thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Oh, my gosh. How empowering. I am I'm going to go binge. I am empowerment. I feel like binging her entire everything she's ever done I'm ever. Everything. Also, you guys, you can't see her. She was, she's beautiful. Stunning. I really had to hold back saying your eyebrows are incredible. On fleek. On fleek. <laughs> this is the last time somebody <laughs> said that. 2014, maybe. <laughs> no, she's awesome. And so we hope you guys learn more about how to take care of your car, how to stand up for yourself at an auto body shop, and you feel more inspired, as I do, to learn more of the basics of car maintenance. I'm going to get that fixed oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that fixed thing. We're going to link everything in the show notes, and we're going to link to Joanna's page and everything she's doing. Yeah. She's she's doing the thing. She's doing the damn thing. But now, let's uh, circle back on our little coffee, our oat milk mocha. You don't like oat milk. That's interesting. They only had this one. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Rise Brewing Co. Oat Milk Mocha Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Stomach is growling so loudly. I'm so sorry. Oh, I, we, I can't hear it. Okay, good. Let me take another little sippy here. It's like chocolatey. Oh, because it's mocha. Mocha. I like it. I like it too. I really don't mind it, but should we? Oh, the hottie. Hello. Let's our, introduce our, the hottie. Our hottie of the week is Miss Ava. It is Ava, but Ava, it's spelled Eva. Eva. It's Ava Mendez because she was in the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. We felt like she was appropriate. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She Stunning. Hottie. Hottie. A 12. So one to Ava. I'd give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. There's a little bit of an aftertaste, but not bad. It's actually really great. I only think, and the aftertaste I think is just the oat milk. Mm-hmm. If it was a regular milk one or a, but I, I really don't mind it. So no. I'm, I'm hitting it with that nine. We're hitting it with a nine out of Ava wow. Mendez. All right, this is the part of the show where we play a little wrap-up game, and we said it wasn't a popular opinion at the top, but then we looked back and we realized we've done that like two episodes ago. So yes. we're doing Would You Rather. It's and Would You Rather. It's you rather i have a funny one. Oh my gosh okay do you want to go first yes okay would you rather have all dogs try to attack you when they see you or all birds try to attack you <laughs> when, they, when they see you um so I, i'm assuming this is a violent attack violent ah uh, well attempt right right so like if i'm being attacked by a pack of dogs that are like Attacking me out of cuteness. I would love it. Oh, attacking you with love. Yeah, like they're all jumping on me or whatever. Like, 
I would love that. But since this is a more vicious situation, in which both cases I am coming out injured, <laughs> I'm going to say I'd rather be attacked by the birds. Because I fucking hate birds. I know. And I really, I mean, I would not like, I would not enjoy being attacked <laughs> by the birds. Right. But it's preference. Have you seen the movie The Birds? No, yeah, it said birds or Cujo. You got to choose one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so The Birds was a Hitchcock film that was filmed very close to my hometown. Mm. So, like, that was a thing to go do, would, like, look at the set and everything. Everybody kind of watched it when you were little. So that was sort of the first scary movie I saw. And it really is that the birds, like, peck their eyes out. <gasps> and, like, it's crazy. Oh, speaking of, I watched a little bit of The Last of Us today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Gross. I, I don't like the way the thingy looks. That's why I'm saying it's so gross. It's I can't. So it's gross. Like, I cannot yeah. eat and watch that show. No, I. But the, they don't it actually. Also, doesn't I? I haven't. I just watched. I've only watched it. the first half of the first episode. Okay. But they don't really. Thus far, they don't really pull people apart, right? They just kind of gnaw at their necks. Yeah. <laughs> well, things change. But yeah, the third episode of that, though, <laughs> be prepared to weep. Anywho. Yeah, I'm going to be attacked by birds. Okay. Because I, I do think I would, the attack by dogs would be um, very horrific. It would be. Horrific. <laughs> um, and I love dogs so much. And I, can I, don't... Get, I can also give you another one that's less horrifying. Oh, no, that was fine. Okay. That's a good one. Okay, so mine is like, some may say it's the same thing, mm. but I think there is a difference. Okay. Would you rather join a cult or an MLM? Hmm. Oh, easy, an MLM. Because at least I have some type of business opportunity. Well, I guess that's what people think in cults, too, in, in a way. There's an opportunity to— With God? With, well, with whoever, mm. with whatever. Like, remember that one show? What was that one called that we were both like, ooh, we could have gotten— Oh, in, in the vow. Um, Nexium. I yeah. could have definitely I could have been into swindled into that. Because at was, the beginning. Yeah, it was like business development. I'm like, right. Right. Exactly. It's like there's little like steps and you get a sash. You're like, awesome. That's like MLMs too, though. They're like, look at all this opportunity. And then they're like, oops. You're in debt. You're and we, and we have your social security number. <laughs> yes. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think an MLM, because I think it would take me longer to figure out I was stuck in it. Yeah. I think I would be really like girl bossing too yeah. close to the sun. <laughs> girl bossing just a little too close to the sun. Yeah. But it would be, what an interesting entanglement to be in. Truly. You know what I mean? I know. I was thinking about it and I was like, man, would I rather, because there's also a level of like recruiting. Like you have to kind of recruit people mm -hmm. to to make the MLM or the cult survive. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <sighs> but the cult would feel, I think the MLM has more of a competitive nature within the group where the cult would feel more like I'm part of a community. Right. There's ups and downs. <laughs> both. You know what I mean? Like we're all on the same team where MLM, everyone's like uh -huh. every man for themselves. They're all trying to climb the ladder. They're all trying that to get the exist. pink Cadillac. Right. The pink, yeah. the pink Cadillac. <laughs> I just saw the other day. What did I see? Oh, I saw a Barbie, a Barbie car in the target parking lot Have i've you, seen this car you've seen it multiple times okay and i'm like this has got to be a mary Kay car right like the barbie car i think it's just somebody like wrapped their car with the barbie logo you think because i i'm like one this time i thought it be was the upper level mary Kay car i thought it was trixie mattel's car i don't know who that is it's a drag queen oh 
And so I was like, oh, it's Trixie Mattel. Like, this must be her car because she's like, you know, Barbie. Oh. Um, it's not. I think it's just... Oh, you've seen it riding around LA too. I've I seen saw it, it Target multiple times. You can't miss it once you, you see it. No, you can't unsee <laughs> it's it. It's a Barbie car. It's like SUV. It's yeah, yeah. It's an SUV. It's pink. Yeah, and the Barbie logo is all, all over it. All over it. <laughs> I think somebody just wrapped their car. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's in if depth. you're listening to this and you're the Barbie car person, I bet you there's an article out somewhere like who is driving this Barbie car around LA. <laughs> Who's the Barbie car? We got to figure it out. I would love to know. That'll well, be our next investigation. Look at us talking about cars. I hope they know how to change their oil. I know. <laughs> I would hate to see the Barbie car go down in flames. Remember when I, my car caught on fire? <laughs> yeah. That was a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, we hope you like this episode. If you like this episode, give us a little rating and review. You yeah. guys, it really makes our day. We love reading them. And this was a good episode. This was a great episode. It really was. And like always, we'll be back next week with another one. Bye. Bye. Bye.